We want to welcome you to episode number 83. Jim, nice to see you. I wish yeah, everyone good to could. See you You're guys. looking so good. And then Audrey listeners, as well. I wish you could see how good we all look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was one of our comments this morning. Wow, we all look better with a tan. It's like a little summer. It's a it, we, little we, summer. That's right. Summer summer is better. Exactly. It is. Hey, Jim, so, you got a big what? weekend coming up this this I weekend. Do. This is your world changer partner weekend yeah and uh so you know this this uh podcast is is the thursday you know before the weekend and so yeah so i am really grateful for you and for all of your partners Mm -hmm. uh you know that that is making a big difference, not just in the world, mm-hmm. but in the hearts of individuals. Mm-hmm. And if you as listeners haven't become world changers yet, that's just a way that we can support what Jim does with Impact Ministries. Bob and I are world changers. Mm-hmm. Woo, woo, we love it. We love <laughs> being monthly supporters of what you do. And um, just really enjoying a lot of the direction you're taking, going deeper into the heart and talking about the wisdom of God. It's it's really cool. Mm. You know, Jim, I mean, we haven't given you a chance to say hello yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to tell you, last night I did something kind of fun. Um, I was I I knew that somewhere in my house was a book called Wired for Success you had written probably 10, 15 years ago. I don't know how, how long ago. But there was just some, Bob and I are really going to a place of, of going, we're ready for the next place of direction in our life, in our ministry. And that book came back into my heart and went, Wired for Success by Dr. Jim Richards. What a great concept for what we can just get, re, just restart. Put it in our hearts. Right, right. So that we're prepared for this next season yeah, yeah. of our life. And so instead of, well, I did try searching for that book for half an hour in, the, in a very hot garage. I'm not going to lie. But then I thought, that's it. There's called the internet and the computer. I am going to go to his website, download that book, buy it, and just have it on my computer. But wow, I pretty much skimmed through the entire thing last night and was just amazed how different you can read a book 10 years later from a completely different vantage point. And I gleaned oh, yeah. so much wisdom and heart transformation from that book. So thank you. Well, you know, one of the interesting things about that book is, number one, there is more heart work <clears throat> in that book than any book I have, yes. except maybe moving your invisible boundaries. Right. And I mean, that book is full of exercises that you mm-hmm. can do. But, you know, I, I wrote that book just... Uh, kind of again talking about the value of being able to listen to your heart you know when i I wrote that book we owed four and a half million dollars and and property which is overhead you know we had a we had a dormitory we could house about 120 bible yeah Yeah, i remember that so you 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 had still owned that property when you wrote that book yeah and the reason reason i wrote that book was because I knew in my heart that the economy was going to collapse. Mm. And and the Lord led me to do some very specific things. One of the things he led me to do was cut down your overhead. Mm-hmm. You know, blow all this overhead off. Get rid of the, start get start getting rid of this this property. And one of the reasons we financially survived when a lot of intermediate sized ministries like ours didn't survive financially yeah. is because we, we we prepared. We were mm-hmm, ready. It, mm-hmm. it was like it was like when God showed uh, uh, Joseph what to do. Yes. You know, for Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But in, in the, I wrote that book because the thing God spoke to me. And see, right now, people are getting deceived by the good economy. They think that this good economy is going to last forever. It's not. Mm-hmm. But the thing the Lord showed me is that, is that anybody can succeed in good economy. Because mm-hmm. all you really got to do is go out and work hard. That's pretty much it. Okay. But in hard times, you better know how to follow your heart. Yes. Because everybody is at a certain place in their heart about finances. Yes. And and if you don't walk where you in your heart can believe for and get in the places and go, go walk through the doors that fit you, then... You'll find, in, in hard times, you'll crash and burn really, mm-hmm. really quick. Mm-hmm. And so that book is all about, you know, really how to develop a heart, not only to pick the, the areas that you can succeed at, but also then to expand that capacity for greater, you know, for greater wealth and success that is not dependent upon what's happening in the economy. Yeah, because about I was about probably seven, eight years ago that I really started dealing with my heart in regards specifically to finances. And that's when this whole message of the heart began to help me understand that I have an actual, just like I have a relationship with Bob, I have a relationship with you and Brenda, I have a relationship with finances and I have yep. a relationship with success. They're different relationships. I have a, mm. a relationship with each of them and each of those two relationships needed healing and help. Because my relationship with money was not great. And so, um, anyway, I won't, we are not talking about that. Well, I guess we are talking about that, but you know what I mean? (laughs) But I just love, love, love how Jesus has made a way for us. And the scripture talks about this, that even in times of famine, our leaves are green and we are producing fruit. Even in times of drought, those who trust in the Lord and are hearing his voice and have, have, have no, have their beliefs in, in play in their heart that are in agreement with him. Wow. We are going to thrive even in those times Mm -hmm. and in in those seasons. That's a lot of security. Yeah. Yes, it is. And and then to, I, I think as well, to really find the place of peace when it comes to your definition or how you would perceive success. And I think a lot of people have, you know, you know, different success for different people. But I think what we tend to do is impose what success looks like. Mm -hmm. Okay, so success looks like this with regards to your bank account, your children, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, your health and so forth. And that's what it looks like. But I want to know for me. What does success really look like? And I think that it's it's very unique, you know, for each individual. Mm -hmm. But I think it it it's it's fostered and birthed out of a place of peace. Well, I can tell you, honey, success looks really good on (laughs) you. Well, you know, you're right. And if you don't get to the place of peace, you know, you know, peace is the precursor for everything. Yeah. And you you can't hear God and or sense his direction if you're not in peace here's here's the irony the real truth is the majority of people have no definition of success Hmm. they have a general concept like you say that kind of in their mind like you're saying they have this general thing of okay maybe i won't i'll be out of debt but the real truth is and and then and then they never really know when they are successful right okay yeah and, and, and but the real truth is, your your ha- success is obviously going to be something that is beyond where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
so uh, no matter where you are, if you're if you're seeking success or more success, it's somewhere you've never been, which means that you don't know what it looks like. You don't have a map to get there, and uh, and if you can't cultivate your heart, you will have such a vague sense of success that you can never zero in on the path to walk. That's going to take you where That's your right. heart believes That's right. really you know really can take you. So it's, it's, it's quite a journey. And you got to remember, you know, the Bible says that where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. The more you value something, the deeper it is rooted in your heart beliefs, which means the harder it is to change that belief. And so your, your thoughts about money are so deeply connected to your identity that, uh, uh, that m- most people can't or won't change they, they want to change it they, they want to succeed but they don't want to change their beliefs mm-hmm. re- related to success because they're so deeply connected to their to their identity and i but think anyway, that, we, yeah i think i know we'll move on but i also think that very few people actually feel like yeah. a success they yeah. actually feel the peace the security the the contentment Yes, we're moving forward and we're doing new things, but I am a success. That has taken me years and years and years of hard work to get to that place. Mm -hmm. Because people could look at me and go, well, yeah, Audrey, look, you've done this, this, this. Yeah, but I don't feel like a success. It's all about, it has nothing to do with what you've done or what you've acquired. It has everything to do with how you feel. And that comes only from that intimate, personal friendship, relationship with the one mm-hmm. who made us yeah. and who has purpose for us. And, you know, you know, we're, we're going to talk some about wisdom today because yeah. we're talking about truth, and you, yeah. you can't disassociate truth and wisdom. And what's interesting is wisdom is the only promise that we have of having success that doesn't destroy us. <laughs> that is so yeah, interesting. We, yeah. <gasps> Say it again. Wisdom... Ha- us growing in the wisdom and yeah. literally becoming wisdom is the only biblical assurance, absolute assurance that we have of being able to prosper and succeed without it destroying us. And so, you know, everything that the church taught, boy, in the last 50 or 60 years about prosperity and success, it had nothing to do with developing your character. Yeah. It had nothing to do with growing in wisdom. Wow. It, it was always a, a one-dimensional concept of getting more money. Mm-hmm. And the Bible is very clear that when you approach it that way, that is always going to be destruction. But, but in the book of Proverbs, it tells you that the Lord can, you know, make you rich and add no trouble with it. No, tr- the trouble yes. doesn't multiply with that kind of success. <laughs> and when you start digging through the book of Proverbs, you start seeing that that the promises of success without trouble are almost always related to wisdom. Okay, with this right here, I think, you know, for me, as well as, you know, for our listeners today, it's, I think a lot of people would view success as I'm going to introduce more trouble into my life. Yeah. Okay. It, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, if, if my business grows, it's going to grow and it's going to have more challenges, more, more problems, responsibility, more responsibility, more staff, more, more, more going to have to work more. Yes. Yeah, more and more difficult. Yep. More it, possibilities of things going wrong. Mm-hmm. Bigger troubles because it's a bigger thing. Also, remember, 
and this is so important, anytime, you know, whether you're, anytime you're trying to achieve something you have not achieved, or anytime you're trying to get something you do not presently have, you always have to remember a basic concept, and that is, if I knew how to do this, I'd already have it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, you know when, when people come to me and they're sick and, they, and they've come up with an idea, uh, some faith plan about how they're going to get healed, I'm like, I'm like, well, you, you know, if, if, that, if that's your plan, why aren't you healed? You know, <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> right. They're like, well, 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 I'm just working this plan. Well, well, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm not trying to be cruel when I right. say things like that. But it's, it's like. You know, the Bible talks to us about how that we make our own plans, but in, at the end of the day, it's God's plans that succeed. Yes. And, and some people read that and say, well, see, then I just got to wait on, you know, you know God's going to mess up my plans. He's going to direct my paths on no matter what I do. No, you can give up your plans and stop trusting in your own understanding. Yes. And you can lean, lean on his heavily. understanding. Lean, lean, lean. And, yes. and you, can, you can become one with him and... You can get that plan that is always that is always going to work, mm-hmm. and so and so every time I it doesn't matter if it's money, it doesn't matter if it's health, it doesn't matter if it's a problem with a child, a problem with a marriage. There, are, see, people can give us counsel, they can give us wise counsel. And the, and the Bible, in, in the original language, there are many different types of wisdom, and there is a wisdom you know that comes from wise counsel. But that is not being wisdom. That is getting wisdom okay. or getting ah, counsel. Ah, big difference. Very, very, very big difference. Yeah. And even if somebody, you know, I, I used to see this as a young as a young pastor. Someone, I, people would come to me and they'd say, "Well, you know, this is this is what my wife did, or this is what my husband did. What would you do?" Right. If, it was, if it were you, well, you know, when you're young in your 20s, you think when somebody asks you what you would do, that that's the answer you need to give them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're so, 20. <laughs> yeah. And so, and you know, I wasn't trying to be a know-it-all. I was trying to answer their yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. You asked it, and, I'll answer it. Um, and, the, and the thing is, the things that I would tell them that I would do in those situations worked for me. Yeah. But that's because that's who I was. Yes. See, if you take counsel that is not congruent with who you are, mm-hmm. somehow you're, it's going to mess up. And so yeah. I would have those same people come back. Man, they would be, man, they would be so mad, so angry with me. I mean, yeah. sometimes they'd bring their spouse, they'd both come and jump on. Would you tell my husband to do this? No. Your husband asked me what I would do. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and so, you know, their question was, well, well, why did it work for you and it doesn't work for me? And see, that with That wisdom, is the biggest question in the world. If yeah. it's working for you, why isn't it working for me? And, you know, th- there's a saying in the financial world and uh, in, in motivational, the mo- motivational financial world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is an old, old saying. It's not a totally wrong saying, but it. It's very deceptive. It's like if you want to make a million dollars, go find somebody that made a million dollars and do what they do. Right, yes. right. That, that's the that's the common saying and common basis around almost all motivational. Yeah. Yes. You know, teaching. every ad that you that you're seeing, you know, on the internet is follow my steps. Shadow do what I did. Shadow do what, what I did, I did yes. and shadow oh. me for a day, and you'll yep. see what I do. But the real truth is, if you don't believe what that person believes, 
if you have a different sense of self-worth than that person has, and if you're in a different environment than that person is in, mm -hmm. then what they did probably won't work for you. Yeah. yeah. It might work mm -hmm. to some degree. There might be some benefit. Yeah. yeah. And see, this is the difference between this is the difference between natural wisdom. And see, well, natural wisdom is is really just trial and error. It comes by life experience, and 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 so you you just get better at making choices. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is part. That's really part of what even prepares us to you know you know for the for the wisdom of God. But but the difference between getting wise input and being wise is a million miles. Mm -hmm. You know you know and this weekend. And by the way, if if all the stuff is in place, everybody that's listening can watch. Yep. We may actually live stream this to Facebook this week. Really? Oh, good, Jim. Wow. Uh, and uh, so, so everybody can watch. But, but the gap, the gap between and, and it's, it's head bending. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean to to make this transition from getting something, having something to being something yes and you know you know i began to preach on identity back in in the 70s mm -hmm. and it was very real to me it, i mean i'm telling you it was it was my first experience with the concept of identity being the most important aspect i mean it was life-changing for me mm -hmm. yes and so I, like many things i was one of the first people in the charismatic word of faith type movement to be preaching this stuff on a national definitely level. yes and um and so you know uh, people did with me just like what they did with brother hagan and what they did with you know other pioneers you know like brother hagan had a life experience and when he would talk about his how he, you know how he walked things out you had to take into consideration his life experience well, what happened, like with the Word of Faith guys, is the same thing that happened in people in the circles I moved in. People learned to parrot or repeat your sayings, mm -hmm. but they didn't have that same experience. Right. And did and they so, have the same authority? Did they have, like, I mean, how does that work? Right. So for the last, you know, for the last 50, almost 50 years, I've listened to people teach on identity that have no clue what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. They were misled. They didn't mean to. I mean, they were right in theory. Yes. They were right doctrinally, but they were teaching about something they had heard about. And, and and you said, well, you're being judgmental. How do you know? No, you know, you know a tree by its fruit. Yes. Yes. So don't stand up and talk to me about about you are the righteousness of God in Christ. And everything and all the fruit that's growing on your life is contrary to that. It's full of worms. I'm not saying positionally or legally it's not mm -hmm, correct, mm -hmm. but I'm saying experientially it's not correct. Now, one of the things about wisdom is that there's a couple concepts of wisdom that we have to realize. First of all, wisdom is always manifest, first and foremost, through practical application. Mm-hmm. And that's so important because knowledge, you know, um, <clears throat> we don't realize how much Luciferian doctrine has permeated modern society. You know, uh, in, in modern society, knowledge is God. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is everything. But see, knowledge doesn't tell you 
why you would do something or when you would do something or the appropriate way to do something or the way to be effective doing something. It just tells you what you can do. Yes. And so the Western world has rejected wisdom and sought after knowledge. Mm-hmm. All of that started in the Garden of Eden with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. How many it times... It gives you the information. Yeah. But what you're saying here is that where's the application? Where is yep. your life in relation to the yep. truth and the knowledge that you're receiving? G- give you an example. You yeah. know, like, I'll have somebody come to me and they'll say, you know, I'm, I'm negotiating with this person and... And I know that this person is being dishonest with me. And, you know, how, how would you handle that? And, of course, you, you know, today I answer that question differently than I would in my 20s. But um, even, even, you know, in my 40s and, and 50s, sometimes I would say, well, you know, I'd have to understand the person. I'd have to kind of understand how they, what's the most effective way to communicate with them. I said, there's a lot of variables. But I said, but at the end of the day, I would get that person feeling safe and feeling comfortable, and then I would just look them in the eye and say, listen, I'm not attacking you, but I know you're being dishonest with me, and we can solve this problem, and da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, I've done that hundreds of times. I mean, I can say almost anything to anybody. It's amazing. I mean, let's say they just have made up their mind not to like me. I can confront somebody. Usually, they don't even know they're being confronted. And, and I can work through stuff, and I can get them to deal with stuff that they wouldn't even talk to anybody else You've about. done it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hoping you hadn't noticed. Yeah. Later on, I figured it out. <laughs> but then they would go and do that and just offend the person and blow up the relationship because, again, they had the right knowledge. Mm-hmm. But remember, knowledge is not truth. Mm. Even correct knowledge is not truth. What is true is not truth. Because truth, stop, stop and think about it. And, and we talked about this when we went through the Hebrew alphabet back several weeks ago. Right. Uh, if it's truth, it's not just going to be correct information, but the fruit of it is going gonna, is gonna to be a reflection of God's character. Mm-hmm. So... So if, if I sit down with something that's true and confront a person and I'm all upset and, you know, tense and mad and, and but it's but what I'm dealing with is true. I got, I'm, what I'm dealing with is true. They really did do whatever the offense is, mm-hmm. but, but the way I handle that doesn't reflect God's love, God's character, God's patience. Then how they respond isn't going to reflect God's love. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's not going to end up looking like God. It's not Mm -hmm. going to be a reflection of who God is. So truth, you know, James, the book of James talks about looking in this this mirror of the law of liberty and trying to make sure that the reflection that's coming back to you is, you know, what is it reflecting? Is it really reflecting God? Is it really reflecting who you are in Jesus? You know, Paul talked about it in 2 Corinthians about about, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But people read that verse, but they forget a part where he says, he says, you know, right now, you know, we're viewing everything 
through, through a veil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he starts out explaining how the veil for the Jews was the law. And then, then, but then he starts talking about us presently. And see, people will read that and say, well, see, I'm free from the law, so I don't have a veil. Oh, no, no, no. He keeps going. And he starts talking about like looking in a mirror through something that's dark so that you only see in, in part. Right, right. And that's why he said that transformation happens from glory to glory because you keep, mm-hmm. you keep praying, applying truth. You keep seeking God's, you know, to be the be the person, not yes. act yeah. like the person. Yeah. Yes. And the the more that becomes real in your heart, the more you look in that mirror, and the reflection you see is is a reflection of God, not a reflection of you. Wow. Wow, this, I'm soaking it up. No, this is this is mm-hmm. all right, and I I know for me, and we're we're hearing this, and I know that we have each wanted to be right. We've all wanted to 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 figure it out and do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, my, my heart is so distant. Yeah, exactly, because Bob, you said this many times when we're speaking at a conference or speaking in a church or something, people come up to you after or and they'll say, now, Bob, how do you forgive? How did you do that? How do you do this? How do you do this? And Bob always goes back to, no, you don't just do that. You don't just get through that. Right. You are that person right. that yeah. naturally. Yeah. Give me the formula. Yeah. How and did you like, do this? No, no, no. How did it work? You are that person that naturally. Um, it just has God's character living through them to the point where you do it by accident. Yeah. I mean, it should be so natural. It, it, it was, I recognized that I had a limited capacity, you know, for love and for, for forgiveness. And the Lord really had to grow that in me. I needed to be that. Yes, not I, just I, do that. Not just do that. And so that was my process. That was Years my journey. That of, is my yes. the transformation. That is looking into the mirror, mirror. of of liberty. Yes. That is you know seeing you know my woundedness and my broken heart and allowing the Lord to love me and heal me. Yeah. yeah that that and my it, life it's changes. Never ending. Like no. it's, it's different this month than it was last month. Mm-hmm. This week than it was last week. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to grow us. And, yes. and, and as you know, Jim was saying, you know, from glory to, to glory, glory to, to glory. glory. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's, I remember, and I, you know, I've said this a bazillion times. You, you will never even find the truth if you can't perceive the paradox. Because the heart, anytime you're seeing anything from a holistic point of view, mm-hmm. you're never looking at one, one little part mm-hmm. like, like like a holistic doctor doesn't come in and say okay i'm gonna treat i'm gonna treat the kidneys without looking at the liver yeah, yeah. seeing how all, right. seeing how all of it right interacts. right 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 and so and so if we're not perceiving the paradox then we're trying to find the 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 magic bullet Yes. We're trying to find the one mm-hmm. magic thing yes. to mm-hmm. fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And and so so we really what really what we're doing in every situation that we face, every situation. We don't realize this, but we are making a decision to at that moment partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
or partake of the tree of life. But now, now stop and think how many times I've done this a million times. I don't I don't do it much anymore because you know at some point I finally listened to the Lord and, and learned something here. You know, information is essential, and information does re, it does renew your mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, and but we know that nothing goes from your mind to your heart, and it's not a belief until it's in your heart. And when it gets into your heart, it changes your identity. Mm-hmm. It changes your, your, your sense of self. Oh, I was going to say, the great paradox here is that, yes, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, but I walk into that by degrees. Definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, the <clears throat> change from glory to glory to glory. Yes, yes. 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 But uh, uh, so, so we, we, we've got this paradox Yes, this is who I am. So I, I know that I'm not trying to become. I know that I know that all I'm really trying to do is put on who I am in Jesus. So yes, I need knowledge. Right. But it needs to be the knowledge of God. It needs to be knowledge, yes. you know, from God's word. Mm-hmm. And that will renew my mind. But then we know that the only biblical process for taking thoughts of the mind and transforming them into beliefs is meditation of yes. some form. Yes. And there's a lot of different ways. It doesn't. Everybody doesn't have to do it exactly the same no. way. You know, always, I th- always think about the scripture. You know that. You know from Proverbs twenty three seven, where it's talking about the heart, and it says, "As he thinketh in his heart, so is he." And that word "thinketh" is an interesting Hebrew word because it actually means a door, a gate, an opening, a porter, a janitor, or a keeper. Mm-hmm. And so, so what I understood from that. My thinking is the doorkeeper of my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I renew my mind, that's fine. But that you know that sensation that you have of man, I've got the answer. That's nothing but ego. Exactly. That, that's all. That's right. all that is. You just right. feel great because now you got you, you know you, you got, got the possibility, knowledge. and you've got and it feels like a possibility. Yeah. yeah. And there there can be some yes. hope in it. I'm not yes. saying it's all vain, but I'm saying yeah. I'm saying if you stop with the knowledge. It's all ego. Yeah, and then and then you then when then when the knowledge doesn't work because it never became a be- belief of your heart, it never it never became identity. It never transformed into real truth, so that when you looked in the mirror, you saw God, you saw Christ in you, you saw mm-hmm. you saw you being like Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so when I am facing any situation. We're most of us are going to have that temptation to say, you know what? I just need to I just need to read another book on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, is that wrong? Mm-hmm. No, not necessarily. But there's an old ancient saying that says, if you think the book will help you, don't read the book. Right. If you think if you think the teacher, teacher will, will help, help you, you, don't go to the teacher. Right. And it's not saying that the book and the teacher are not important. It's saying that what is important is for you mm-hmm. to experience this in your own heart mm-hmm. before before you start looking for other information. You know what? Um, just two weeks ago, I was in the in the van, and I've got so much stuff in my smartphone that just comes up out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden, I'll be in my car, and then my Bluetooth turns on, and Jim Richards is talking to me. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, how did you get into my van?" You know. <laughs> but and and like the most random messages that are somehow in my iTunes or whatever. And a couple weeks ago, it was back to your identity series and what you're 
you actually, I just listened to, I think it was series the uh, session number four of identity where you have that exact quote about the teacher. And I just wanted to put in a little thing here because that identity series I have listened to probably 20, 30, even maybe like on my walks. I'm just saying that that identity series was so powerful for this message. I just want to say that to our listeners. What was the name of that series? I don't remember. Uh, It just says identity on my iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure it out and put See, it I think in the it's notes. The, it's the worth one. <laughs> okay. What is the one you wrote about? Or you did a whole series about worth and... Uh, identity, self-image, and self-worth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It's okay. a series. It's a tape series. I record a CD series. MP3 series. So, so, so the, that idea that I, if I get more knowledge, that it's, it's, that's going to bring me to, into the life, mm-hmm. you know? That is exactly what drove Adam and Eve's decision. They decided or came to the belief that them having control of the knowledge and selecting the knowledge would bring them into something that God was saying, you just have this through connection with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> I can remember, oh man, I, I was pretty young. I was probably, you know, my late 30s, early early 40s. And boy, I was facing one of those really life-threatening situations, you know, like I faced through some health issues throughout my life. And, and I remember I was sitting out on the back patio. I'd been at, at our house. I was, I'd been meditating and praying. And I thought, you know, I'm going I'm to find me something to to you know just read on this to kind of help me get encouraged and kind of get my my thinking straight and Malte just as clear as as somebody speaking to me audibly the Lord spoke in my heart and he says you don't need more information you just need to believe what you already know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know that wasn't insulting to me because that was the answer mm-hmm. now I've been. I'm trying to decide time-wise. How much time we got left, Bob? About ten minutes. About ten minutes. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the eating of the tree of life part. We can do that in the next session. But but okay. I'm, I want to give you a concept. Noted. And this is this is a brain bending concept. See, you have to understand something. Knowledge is not equal to reality. You know, we, we, we have this saying in some parts of working with human beings and helping people develop is that the map is not the territory. It's just a picture of the territory. And that's the way knowledge is. Knowledge is not the territory. It's just, it's just a map. Mm-hmm. It, it's, so it's not reality. Knowledge or information is a representation of something that is real. It actually is real. But it's but knowledge itself is not real. Hmm, that is a mind bender. I'm, I'm so with you here. Having the knowledge of a good life, or actually having a good life, are not the same thing. And you know we're running I, into I this. Re- I really, for me, I'm a map guy. I love you're, maps. You're going to like where I'm going with no, this. No, I'm really liking <laughs> this because I love maps and. Yep. And uh, and so yeah, I this is this is really okay. you're really, bending really my helpful. mind. Keep okay. bending, keep bending. Yeah. Okay. So, 
so like I said, you know, you know, right now, one of the, and this is what I've seen emerge for the last 50 years with people preaching on identity, but not really having real experiences about identity is, is people who consider themselves free from the law, which they don't even know what they're talking about because the, because most of the law that Jesus and the apostle Paul referred to that was destructive was the law of the Torah. It was not the law of Moses. With, you know, it was the way they were taught to apply and interpret mm-hmm. the law. But anyhow, but so many people who are trying to get free from the law move into this, this pseudo identity thing of being able to say, you know, I have this because I'm in Jesus. Mm-hmm. The question is not, do you have it? That's a, that's a legalistic yeah. term that they don't understand they're being legalist. The question is, are you experiencing it? Yes. Yes. So having the knowledge of a good life and actually enjoying a good life is yeah. not the same thing yeah so by the way in the hebrew anytime you see the word good in the old testament one of the ways you want to understand it is good always reflects the concept of harmony mm-hmm. uh-huh. so if something yeah. is good it's in harmony with god so that which is good is in harmony with god which means evil is not necessarily what we think because Evil is that which is out of harmony with God because evil gets into chaos and these sort of things. It's not just the moral concepts that we embrace today. So when you believe yourself to be less than God says you are, it's evil. Mm-hmm. Right. Because your belief is not in harmony with God. Yep. So having the information about life is not equal to experiencing life. And it's not actually being in harmony with God. Now, this is where this is where it bends even further. Okay. Knowledge has to be translated into words, right? Mm-hmm. So this means knowledge is not reality. So now the words that we're using to express knowledge are another degree removed from reality. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. There's another another chance of misinterpretation or mistranslation. Exactly. Now it's words, like plain telephone. I get it. Yeah, words are made up of letters, which are symbols that tell us what sounds to make when pronouncing a word. Yeah. And so letters are less real than words. Yes. So you're now you're now a third degree <laughs> away from reality. So we combine these letters together to create a word sound, oh my which, is, which is another degree oh no! of removal from reality. Then Stop it right now. Then we have, we, we have, all of us have some intellectual definition of the word, but that definition yeah. isn't real. And it's prepositioned. We already have that. Yeah. And so, so, so now we're moved another degree. Then the word is placed in a sentence, which gives it a context. And we've got to create a def- another, really another definition within that context, which moves it about 10 degrees now away from where it was. And all definitions are subjective based on a person's life experience. Therefore, all people perceive and understand the meanings of words slightly different uh, regardless of what the speaker intends, which means at the end of the process, what we really have is we have an illusion of reality that is subjectively <laughs> defined by the person 
who hears, oh my which, God. which all of that may have nothing to do with the truth. And you wonder why we have communication problems. <laughs> now, have you got, I do not remember the name of this. Have you ever seen, um, of course, what, what's, the, what's the machine that the Chinese use to add, subtract? And has abacus? The, the, the abacus? abacus? Yeah. See, the abacus is, is built around an interesting concept because it doesn't use numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, numbers are a good way to understand this. Numbers are not real. Numbers are symbols okay. of something that's real. Now, in Japan, they have a mathematical system that they teach the kids that by the time they're like five years old, they can multiply, divide incredibly large equations. And it's all based on putting dots on a piece of paper. Have you ever seen this? Yes. You know, they'll hold up a paper, yep. this many dots, this many dots, you know, how much is it? And I'll yeah. tell you, they just, bam, they just answer it. You know, you divide this many by this many, and they show dots. Now, see, for the mind to add, subtract, or multiply numbers, it has to translate the meanings of those numbers because they're, they're just symbols. Yes. And so this is why kids count on their fingers because fingers are not numbers. Yeah. They're, they're real, tangible objects. So... So what we understand is every time the mind goes through another degree of separation from reality by having to define something or use a symbol or this sort of thing, then, then uh, the more vague the, the experience that we're looking for, the more vague it becomes. Right, right. So in our preaching of the word, what, we, what we've done is we have really we most of the church today is rooted in gnosticism and so the idea is if i give you enough knowledge uh-huh. then your that light is going to lead you into life mm-hmm. but you remember my series on the trifecta which you know yes, I remember from not last many year. people got yes. that yes. that was a great series not many people got it because the whole basis of the trifecta is this is that the bible says jesus is the life mm-hmm you know, in him is the life, and the life is the light. Mm-hmm. Now, that means that if I experience the life that's in him, I automatically get the light. Yes, yes. But we flip that around based on Gnosticism that says, if I keep gathering information, the get light, the light, yeah, then yeah, I will get then, life. Then that's going to lead me to life. I'm going to come into life wow. by the gathering of information. Yes. But what really happens, the more information we gather apart from faith, because faith is what brings understanding, the more information I gather that's that's not mixed with faith, that is not a renewal of the mind designed to push me toward connecting with God and discovering what this means yes, yes, yes. through an experience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that then the more information I gather, the more vague, distant, and symbolic the reality comes. In other words, the, the reality is no longer reality. It just becomes some kind of a symbol of reality. It's just the map of a land that you've never been to. 
Exactly. Yep. That's right. You, you've gotten the picture. Or they've gotten the map. That's yep. all. Yep. And you've never, you've never walked on the land, and you've never felt and smelled and and experienced and mm-hmm. been yeah. part of the land. You're just reading the map all the time. Mm-hmm. See, I think, and we'll talk about this when we talk about the tree of life. Based on, based on, absolutely, what's in the Word of God, not based on some theory that I just concocted, but based on the Word of God. I, you know, going back and going back. Well, let me back up. Going back and reading ancient Hebrew history. In ancient Hebrew history, they wondered, and I've even said this, but not because I felt like it was absolutely true, but because there's something to it. That they said they believed that man could eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil if he did it with God. Right. So, yeah. so that God. But you know what I'm what I'm really thinking is that's not exactly right. I think that in, that if somebody came to God and said, I need this problem solved, I don't think God would say, okay, I'm going to give you knowledge so you can figure this out. I think he would say, let's go over here to the tree of life then, and we're going to partake of the tree of life together because once you experience the life, mm. the yes. light yes. comes. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. this is yes. so good, yes. Jim. This is a million times so over. Oh, yes. yes, yes, and I'm really hearing you. Yes, I, I mean, I I use this identical, you know, I, I don't know if you want to call it a metaphor, but just as people are, you know, seeing this, you know, I, I I would hope within their own heart is that every time that I run There's up to an need. obstacle, yeah. you know, and 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 I I relate this to. To dealing with the fears you know it's it's not that i i want the knowledge or or the information of how to combat this okay because i think a lot of time you know people um uh, meet force or opposition with force and with opposition yeah <clears throat> but i want to respond in the opposite spirit of that so i'm when i'm reaching my limits i retreat you know if if that you know, is, you know, in my, in my heart. And I go back to the tree of life Mm -hmm. and I say, Father, love me here. I I want Mm -hmm. to be with you. I want to know you. I want to experience you because I don't want, I don't want to attack a a perceived fear or limit or challenge in my life just with force or with knowledge thinking I can overcome this. I'll I'll beat this. this. I'll conquer this. And it's just like, no way I'm going to go back because there must be something in me, yeah. you know, and, and Father, love me here. I want to know you. And then it, it just ex- expands my borders and my, and my mm-hmm. capacity of his light yep. and, and his love, you know, within me. Hmm. Yeah. You know, think of it this way. Yeah. Which, which is the same. I'm just, I'm taking your no, analogy no, that's, that's and I'm cool. just saying it a different way yep. because, I, because I think the more ways we say this, yes. sometimes the more people get the concept. Yes. You could, you could say, let's say you needed healing. Mm-hmm. You can review every scripture in the world about healing. You're still not going to have all your questions answered. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still going to be something. What do I do about this? What do I do about this? What do I do if this happens? What do I do if it takes, if it doesn't happen right away? What do I do, what do, I do if it takes three? You know what I mean? There's no end to questions yep. in the absence of an experience. Mm-hmm. But let's say that if, if 
you took what you know about healing, or maybe you did go look up those scriptures. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then you took that to say, okay, that's just information. Now I got, I've got to go connect with God. I've got to, yes. I've got to experience something. With God. Yes. So let's say there, let's say that if in your heart healing comes alive, whether it manifests in your body doesn't matter or not at that point. Mm -hmm. But let's say that in your heart, suddenly you have the absolute reality, the absolute sense that healing's yours and there's nothing to worry about. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you have any questions at that point? Nope. Do you need any answers at that point? Do you need more information? Do you need more information? No. But you have a knowing that literally, based on the Word of God, literally is beyond explanation. But you still understand it. Yes. And see, we so rely on the, car, on the natural mind right. that we will seek a definition <laughs> that doesn't bring understanding as opposed to seeking life which does bring understanding. But it's so fun to not live like this and live at the tree of life. And for me, and we're all saying how we're experiencing because every single person, listener, you're going to experience this different than me or Jim or Bob. This is going to be yours. How, how you hang out with Jesus yep. and the Father and the Holy Spirit at the tree of life is going to be yours. Yeah. Just on my walk this morning, I was just not in, just literally hardly thinking about very much, just, just walking the dog. And then... We're, I was just kind of dreaming with God about some possibilities of the future and some influencing. And we were talking about kids a lot today, about right. influencing kids, little kids. And I was starting to get excited. And, and then it was kind of like, wait a minute, let's just have fun together. And I saw myself walking with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, all, and we all just started laughing like, wow, these possibilities blow my mind. Like, And it wasn't anything that wasn't a to-do list. It wasn't a goal. It wasn't anything like that. But possibilities were the light shone on to possibilities. And because mm. I was with, in relationship with my dad and, and with Jesus, my incredible friend and the Holy Spirit, you know, my wisdom, my comforter, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, it's, for me, it's hanging out at that place where yep. there's not word, there is no words had to be spoken. In that moment, something but, spiritual happened because we laughed together. Something happened. But, but keep in mind, okay. the many people listening to this, and if we went out into the Christian world, would, in general, we'd say the majority of people. We know people that listen to this podcast are different kind of people. So, <laughs> you know, many, many, many of them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This. We feel that way about you. Yeah. <laughs> but stop and think. If if if, we, if you said that on national television and we were talking about this, yeah. you got to realize millions of people would hit the brakes right there because yeah. our greatest fear is the unknown. I don't understand what she means about talking with God. I don't understand <laughs> what he means about fellowshipping with God. I don't under and right there they would hit their brakes and say, "So I've got to go get more information about prayer." Because <laughs> there's no no way I'm going there. Right. And, 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 and so they would okay. go on a vain pursuit yeah. of information that would never, ever, ever result mm -hmm. in life application. Wow. You know, there's some places 
Yeah, I, think, I always think about the Hebrew letter mem. You know, we talked about the mem. Yep. the open mem, the closed mem. Mem is the water, but, right? But the mem is the water. Yep. And, you know, you can stand up there in that boat and look down at that water all day long and yep. talk about what might be under the water, theorize about yep. it. But until you jump in and have that experience for yourself, you will never experience life. You will gather information. That really will confuse you even more because information you can't get to work is confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that we have. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we've given we've you enough information. We've given you we've enough. We've given you enough information today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you're, on, you're on overload right now. And you don't, hopefully, need, you don't need to read another book right now. But hopefully they'll say, well, wait a minute. Okay. I, I intellectually understood what he said, but. I got to go get with God. Yes, I got to find. Yeah. I got to find some way that just becomes yep. real to me. And yep. I didn't even intellectually and, yeah. go there with Audrey, but I'm still getting. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you, me, you know, we have done. I don't even know how many meetings together, and how many television yeah. programs, and how many broadcasts of different kinds together for years and years and years and years. <laughs> and you, you know, if you'll remember, probably every time I get up and start a conference, I say. Nothing that's right. you're going to learn in this conference is going to help you. Yeah. Right. And I take a long pause and then I say, beyond what you do with it when you leave here, right. whether it's or exactly not you go connect true. with God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and with, that's the same thing about that's, this. That's the moment right now for yeah. our listener. And, you know, Audrey and I, you know, with the marriage intensives that we do with couples that come to our home and, and we help, and it's a transformational time that we have yes, with them over yes. three days yeah but then we say now this is you've got to go make this yours this yeah. has got to be yours and just this morning we were you we were speaking about you know we're just you know praying for different people just would they involve themselves you know and and, and create and experience it for themselves personally, personally intimately uniquely yes and that's what that's a listener i know that you're going to do after uh, this I, I am i believe i believe it. that there's that that you're it. ready for that go ahead Jamie. before okay. we before we go let yep. me say this your listeners need to know this in october you guys are going to be in huntsville yes. and we're going to be doing a uh heart physics seminar together yes and uh, uh, it's like next level relationships. Next level yeah. relationships. And and we're we're not just going to be teaching, but we're going to be teaching people how to do heart work. That's right. Yes. Uh, and they will, so they can experience yeah. you know, yes. what we're going to be sharing. If with anyone them. can come in October, I'll tell you. Bob and I have planned to do things that we do that you know only with couples and and just even yeah. individuals when they're in our home. Yeah. We're going to do this with the group, and right. it's going to we're going to see extreme. Yeah breakthrough yeah. for yeah. so yeah. many and you know so much you know of it is our application yeah you know of everything that we've been doing together the three of us for 25 years right we're learning different ways how this applies to our relationships and they will come yes. and they'll learn what will work for them and they'll get to not just have a great relationship but be yeah. that person that can't yeah. help but have great relationships okay. you know that's, that's the right. difference all right one more thing i'm glad you mentioned it though because this is a good yes. time to book flights to go to huntsville in yeah. october in october okay See us there yes. now uh, happening this weekend is 
uh, World Changers Weekend yeah. with Impact Ministries. Yeah. So, Jim, you mentioned just in passing, midway through our session together, the the possibility of a live stream. So, would we, they kind of look at your website for that, or you know? Yeah, just they go to uh, Dr. Jim Richards uh, on Facebook. Okay. And um, uh, or or they can ch- or we'll or we'll we'll post some information. We're, we're going to know for sure probably. Uh, by this afternoon, if we're going, okay. if we're going to be able to do it, and they can go to our website and look at the schedule. We're not going to put any of the worship music on there because right. I don't think that ever translates very effectively. <laughs> but uh, but just look at the session times, yeah. and we, and and we will go live when those teaching sessions begin. How exciting! Okay, and so remember, is it? Dr. Jim Richards on Facebook, Facebook a live yeah. Facebook stream. Yeah, and that starts Friday night. It'll start Friday night at about seven, right around right around seven. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and then we'll we'll start again Saturday morning, uh, probably about probably about nine thirty, I yeah. think. Uh, again, th- they can get the schedule off our website, yeah. and we'll go to noon, and we'll break from noon until two fifteen, and we'll come back for about two more hours. We'll be we'll stop at four thirty, and then if they're not in church somewhere on Sunday morning, they can join us again on Sunday Perfect. morning, and we'll start it again about I, I think nine thirty or something like that, and we'll stop at about at about noon, and it's, and it's being the wisdom of God. So remember, this this is about transitioning from trying to get wisdom yeah trying to do wisdom yes to being the I wisdom i love it i love so that this. it actually works yes in your and yeah. your real and life. in every okay. situation so for our listeners and if you're listening to this podcast at a later time but it is happening this weekend and so yep. this is july the 20th 21st and 22nd yep. of 2018 july yeah 2021 22 2018 dr jim richards on facebook look at the schedule and be a part of the live stream now we're going to be speaking in california this weekend and we're going to miss this but we are there in our hearts jim we are so we we wish you guys were here but by the way anybody that can't do this they can purchase through your website yeah they don't have to come to our website they can go to live transformed and purchase the being the wisdom of god series good so there's always so if it's two months from now and you're listening to this we got a concept there for we you. We got it. And also, I just got want to it. mention got you covered. LiveTransform.com. I mentioned the Identity and Self-Worth series. I'll make sure to have that on our website available for you. And I'm also, I mentioned at the beginning, the Wired for Success book. book. There's also series that go along with that. Yep. We'll make sure that those are on the website as well, so that if you're interested. Woo, we got you covered. Wow. Hey, Jim. Woo-hoo. Enjoy your weekend. Love to everyone, please. Yes. Thank you for today. And uh, thank you, listeners, for investing in your own heart and life. I mean, take a look at the map. Enjoy the map, but then go take the journey yourself. Go hang out at the tree. Go hang out. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right, Jim, have a good one. Thank you. You too. All righty.